All right. Welcome to the first episode of Breaking Changes. Um, I'm pretty stoked today to have my first guest to kick this off is Alex Reynolds. He's a VP GM of Platform Solutions at Shutterstock. And Alex and I have been talking for a while because uh, we were partnering around uh, Postman and Shutterstock API stuff. But as we were preparing this show, like what the focus that we wanted Breaking Changes to be all about when it comes to uh, not just the technology of the APIs, but more importantly, the business of APIs, um, he kind of hit on all the notes in this in this previous call that we had done. So I was like, we got to get Alex on for the first show because this is kind of setting the stage for everything. So with that said, um, welcome, Alex. Uh, tell tell the audience a little bit about who you are and, and what Shutterstock is. Absolutely. Uh, I'm honored to be here for the uh, Genesis episode uh, of, of Breaking Changes. So thanks so much for having me. Uh, excited to get into this. Uh, so I'm, I'm Alex Reynolds. I am VP of a team called Platform Solutions at Shutterstock. Uh, if you're not familiar with Shutterstock, a lot of people think about the company selling images on the internet. Uh, but you know, essentially, we're, we're a creative platform uh, offering services, tools, and content to help folks create any kind of project from Hollywood movies to uh, an ad for uh, a hair salon. And uh, I lead the team Platform Solutions, which is all about making that content, those, the technology and tools available on other platforms that are off of our owned and operated first party uh, platforms. So what was what was the, the catalyst for APIs at Shutterstock? What was that kind of origin moment uh, to, to do this and why, what was the kind of business imperative and who, who was at the table when, when, when that conversation went on? Absolutely. Uh, so like any overnight success, it's, you know, years in the making. Uh, so, you know, the first API that we put out as a public API was about 10 years ago at this point. And, you know, back then it was really a proof of concept with one of our smaller brands. We had no idea at the time if, you know, APIs were going to be a thing, public APIs, if, if there was going to be interest from platforms. And uh, this predates me, right? So there were a lot of smart people at Shutterstock who were thinking about building this out. And, you know, the the uh, impact was, was pretty phenomenal early on. We saw a lot of interest from some significant platforms. And very quickly, uh, we started working with Facebook. Uh, in, in an exclusive partnership. And that was kind of really the, the main catalyst in the beginning to say, okay, there, there could be something here. This could be uh, a major business and one of the key growth drivers uh, for the company going forward. So what would that early team look like? How, what, how big of a team was it that, that, that set off? I mean, maybe if it's before your time, you don't know the exact makeup, but what generally what's the makeup? Yeah, totally. Uh, so when I started at Shutterstock, I joined the business development or strategic partnerships team. And that you know, API was just one piece of what that team did. So, you know, we wanted to do a marketing partnership with West Elm uh, to, to have our content available and to build brand awareness. Or if we were thinking about, you know, new markets to enter or new types of offerings to have build by partner, all of that sat with this kind of strategic partnerships team. And API was just one component of that. So it wasn't even a full-time team. You know, we're talking about a handful of people, uh, no dedicated developers in the beginning. And, you know, eventually we wanted to say, okay, this should be a focus area where we have dedicated folks, we have a dedicated team because of the opportunity. So it really went from a 
you know, part-time, almost like an experiment to uh, being a major growth driver. So what, who are the consumers of API and, and what, who are the consumers who moved it from that kind of hobby into something that became something that would have a real business impact that changed, changed things? Yeah. I mean, you know, essentially we're targeting any, anywhere on the internet where there's an upload image button or now an upload video button, we want our content library to be there. Uh, so when I joined back in 2015, we maybe had a hundred API partners in total, again, as a part-time thing. And today we have uh, over 8,000 partners that are live and integrated with our API. And, you know, it's everything from ad builders, website builders, email builders, to things like print on demand companies. So helping SMBs uh, print you know, business cards, mugs, swag, uh, any, anything that they need. So it's really evolved over time, uh, especially as our products and services has, has evolved. So, you know, when we add video or we add music or we add an editor product, then all of a sudden the world of partners that we can work with just expands dramatically and what we can do with each partner expands as well. So the, this isn't really like the you build a mobile app that's all Shutterstock catalog or Shutterstock API or or build a web app. This is really about Shutterstock being baked into other platforms kind of seamlessly via your API so that, that your resources are available there and you have accessibility to, to customers on those platforms as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about the customer journey for a, a lot of, you know, the end users of Shutterstock content, they, they're not just, you know, going to our website to download an image and then admire it or, or, you know, keep it on their computer. They're, they're doing something with that image. There's a much larger customer story and customer journey, both before they need the content from us and then after they need the content from us. And so by, you know, embedding our experience, our search, our preview, our license, directly within these other platforms, we're arming all of the users of those platforms, right? The hundreds of millions of users with the building blocks for the projects that they need. And you know, ultimately that ends up being a win for, for all parties, right? It's great for the platforms. They have this much more engaging experience. It's great for the end users of the platforms because they have all the content they need to build exactly what they're looking for. And then it's great for Shutterstock. Well, that's, I mean, that gives you a lot more than just, hey, someone built an app and I can see how they use our API. You're, you have access and visibility into other people's business workflows. And so it's kind of shifting. I mean, it's not just application view. It's, it's what makes their actual business works and work across multiple platforms. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we're helping to drive the business outcomes that they care about. So, you know, it's all about, okay, a Wix or a Facebook, what are you looking to do? What, you know, what, what does success look like for you? How are your users going to win? And, and, you know, what isn't happening today? And then how do we ultimately team up and partner, right? And this is where the strategic partnerships kind of origin is helpful and, and basically say, how do we, how do we get together to solve problems for your users and ultimately drive the business outcomes that, that you care about? Yeah, I think that's the enabling part of there's a phrase we use in the space API economy a lot. And I would say not a lot of people really have a clear vision or definition of what that means. It's just like it's a cool thing to say with APIs. But what you just described is 
it's not just, hey, Shutterstock has an API, people come and build apps. It's Shutterstock, Wix, Facebook, Twitter, all these places have APIs and we're all able to, you know, partner in, in the most meaningful ways for our customers. And that, I mean, that's the enabler of APIs. I mean, that's what I see Shutterstock is, is enabling is it's kind of like how Twilio enabled uh, you know, the, the Uber and the share parts of the sharing economy because of voice and SMS. Um, and you guys are doing the same when it comes to, I mean, all of our business gets done online. You guys are ensuring that you guys are a seamless part of, of that economy that unfolds in new ways, people, new business workflows that people are, are trying to accomplish. So does this feed into like, what new APIs and what new resources you guys are going to do based upon like what people's business workflows and needs are in this way? Yeah. I mean, just to touch on the point that you made, right. I mean, it's, you know, this is kind of one of the fastest growing parts of the company for us, but the revenue that we're helping our partners drive and the engagement that we're helping them drive is significantly higher, right? It's order of magnitude higher. So, in the last year, we powered you know hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue for our partners, and by you know unlocking value for them, right? The what, what they what they give back to us, whether that's revenue or engagement, it, it's kind of a fraction of the value that we're unlocking for them. So it's really fulfilling that we're part of this overall economy where we're able to say, okay, you know, how do we ultimately make this the best user experience uh, as as possible? And I mean, you know, you, you, you work with a lot of product owners, right? At the end of the day, you know, they're our partners and they want their, their products, their babies to be the most amazing experience. And so if we can help fill those gaps and, and be part of that, it, it's a great feeling. Well, I think in the world of API management and, you know, for the last decade, I've been trying to justify the value of why you should have APIs. Uh, you, you know, someone will come along and build the killer mobile app or the web app. I had to stretch pretty hard sometimes to, to demonstrate the value, but this brings it much closer to the actual business motions that they depend on and they get and understand on a daily basis. And it's not just, oh, us having APIs, because I'm sure your partners have to have APIs, but this, I don't know, it just really opens it up to something that's more real and tangible, I think, to, to business leaders, so the people who we have to convince that APIs matter. And it really makes the argument. I mean, I want, I want my uh, every API that I depend on to partner with Shutterstock at this level because that's really where the API economy kind of kicks in. Is kind of like how the sharing economy kicked in during COVID in new and interesting ways for food delivery. I can see Shutterstock being kind of key to uh, just the visual experience of the world around us in new and interesting ways because you guys are seamlessly woven in with all the platforms that I depend on for my business. That's pretty powerful. I love that. Yeah. You, um, should, come, so, you should come work with us. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, cause this, I'm really trying to get to this next API economy thing. Cause I've been using that phrase kind of in hollow empty ways for years. And I'm like, that's, and that's the spark that when I first heard you kind of describing this, I was like, yeah, this is the business of APIs, but it's not that same API management vendor driven business of APIs that I've been preaching for the last decade. It's, it's, it's much more tangible, I would say to the C-suite and kind of leadership. So um, it, it's, it's, it, well, let, let's, let's unpack that a little bit actually. So 
back, you know, one key aspect of API management for the last decade has been a kind of freemium tier, being able to to craft different API levels and, and kind of provide access tiers for uh, different types of consumers to kick the tires and understand what's possible. What's what's the role of, of a free tier in, in the Shutterstock APIs? Is that relevant? Does that play a role? So historically, not as much. We are actually about to launch a broader free offering. Uh, so, so anyone can go to our developer portal and they can sign up for the API and they can you know, they can play around with it and, and, and test it. Um, but you know, you're not getting a lot of content to be able to use in, in a product. And so, you know, this is, we've gone back and forth on this over the years, but you know, we're about to launch a new product where anybody can come in and use, uh, you know, a certain amount of images for free to get up and running. So we really want to enable, you know, new developers, uh, new projects who may not know their need for content, get them up and running, uh, make sure they have those building blocks and then be able to grow with them as they grow. Uh, but historically, we've, we've been very much a partnerships-driven team. So uh, you know, we have a bunch of consultative folks who are thinking about you know, all the different places where we can be understanding the new opportunities, new verticals, and really you know, talking to a lot of product folks, a lot of biz dev and partnerships folks, and a lot of executives to understand you know, how can we plug into those platforms and, and you know, what, what the value could be. Well, it seems like, you know, the, the historically one of the concepts of why you have a freemium tier is people can kick the tires and, and a certain percentage are going to turn into paid customers. And then you have visibility into their API consumption. But taking this to the next level, you guys have visibility into business workflows at companies across multiple industries. And so when it comes to API management, the historical thing is, concept called service composition where you say well i have these apis and this group can use it for this you know here's my freemium tier here's my pro tier and here's how much they can use um it it really sounds like so what is the role of api management in helping you guys make sense of this as it's growing because opening up a free tier means you're opening up that visibility that you guys have into people's workflows letting them figure things out you know, how does API management help you guys make sense of that? And then kind of, I guess, you know, not to use a marketing term, but push them to the bottom of the funnel, you know, get people moving forward and doing meaningful things. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we're, we're figuring all that out as we go, but API management is going to be critical because we need to understand, you know, what, what our users and what, what our customers are, are doing. Right. And so understanding, you know, how many, I think Facebook has this, uh, you know, or something along the lines of if you friended a certain number of people in your first 10 days or so, then you were going to be, you know, a user for, for life, right? And, and you, were, you were an active user at that point. So we're still figuring out, you know, what are those, what are those trigger points? Is it using a certain number of, of images? Is it a certain number of calls in a certain period of time? You know, how do we think about that? And how do we move folks along? And we're going to, we're going to trial and learn. But I, I think of, API management is the visibility layer. So without that, we're completely blind. And, you know, we would have our uh, SDRs, PDRs kind of going out there and, and calling on these people uh, blindly. But, you know, there, there's a, a much better way to do that and understanding, you know, what, what is the intent of these users? Because at the end of the day, we're going to have a bunch of folks who are just going to want to use the free tier. And that, that's fine, right? We want to build a community of developers, a community of companies that are that are accessing our content 
And, you know, if they, if they stay there forever, that's fine. If they need us in three or four years, that's fine as well too. But ultimately we want to try to remove as many of the friction points for getting people to sign up. And, you know, if you're, if you're deciding to embed an API into your platform, I mean, that's a, that's a big commitment. It, it's not necessarily, you know, a ton of development resources, but you're, you're signaling that, that you're comfortable having this be a part of your product or your baby. And if that API goes down or if you have problems, right, then you're ultimately on the hook for that. No one's going to go to your, your, you know, the API provider and say it's their fault. They're going to come to you as a platform and say, I can't access my content or my, you know, this, this experience and, and it's your fault. And so, you know, it's, it is a big commitment and really uh, helping folks along that journey is, is, is important to us. See, I mean, you touched on a big different, differentiation than I've seen with a lot of a lot of vendors who employed API management over the last decade is, is you put out an API, you put API management in front of it, you create free pro you know, team and enterprise tiers, you charge for usage, and then you report on errors, you know, and you meet your SLA. And that's kind of that's how you generate revenue. But where I feel, you know, and that worked probably 10, 20% of the use cases. But for the other 80%, I always try to convince folks that API management is about understanding value exchange that's occurring. And that's what you just touched on is, is and, and this is something that requires more empathy. And you touched on that as well, empathy with your consumers and what they're trying to accomplish rather than just putting up a resource and use it if you do whatever you want with it and I'm going to make money. You guys actually care about what people are doing. You're trying to understand that and you're using the API management layer to really segment and 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 break things out into different access levels and and usage limits. But are you're going to use it to iterate over time, right? And 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 adapt as as you need based upon your customers' needs it sounds like. Totally. We've, uh, we've been iterating since, uh, since the beginning with this kind of a thing. So it's, uh, it's very much just understanding, you know, what, what sticks, where, where are the needs and then really using the data to inform, you know, how we make decisions going forward. So, and do you guys see this as something, I mean, this kind of velocity is this, is the intent behind this to like fend off competition so that you guys can move faster and do more interesting things. Is that the goal for freemium or, or, no, what? just API, just doing APIs and API management, like oh, being oh, able oh. to iterate, iterate like this um, based upon the needs of your your customers. I mean, do you feel like this is going to give you what you need to to stay ahead? Totally. I mean, it's a it's a major point of differentiator for us. It you know the API allows us to reach our users anywhere that they are in the world. Right. We have we have two million customers globally at Shutterstock. If we think about some of the major platforms that were integrated into Facebook, Google, Wix, Microsoft, you know, they have hundreds of millions, if not you know, billions of users, depending upon which parts of the platforms that we're talking about. So the, the scale and the reach is just, you know, orders of magnitude larger than the, the customers that we have coming to our platform every day. So the ability to, you know, reach all of these users where they are in the wild, they, you know, some of them. Uh, may not have Shutterstock accounts. Many of them, you know, they may not have even heard of Shutterstock. So their first exposure to our offering is within a product that they use day in and day out. And then, you know, once we do one integration with a platform like a Facebook or a Microsoft uh, or an Arc.com, 
then you know we, we're pumping our content as we get new content as we get new offerings through that API. And as those platforms grow, we're able to reach you know their their users, right? So we benefit from that scale, and they benefit from having the integration directly within their platform. So this isn't. I mean, this isn't just about growing your API ecosystem. This is about uh, combining your ecosystem and and making that ecosystem part of other people's ecosystems, and widening that as 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 much as you can. So how what's talk me through like you know one of these partners like how do you convince them to to build on the api i mean the freemium is clearly a part of it but how do you incentivize them to 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 invest the time and energy in doing this and and get up and going yeah it's it's tough i mean it's not at the end of the day it's not a sale it's not a a quick conversation or sometimes it can be but in general you know they are making a commitment to integrate technology that can take you know, eight to 12 weeks end to end from that initial scoping conversation all the way through. So ultimately we're convincing or we're, you know, we have to convince a team to put us on their roadmap and roadmaps are incredibly busy and incredibly crowded. And so to dedicate, you know, those sprints to actually doing this, you have to believe or you have to know that there's going to be real value for your end users and your end customers and has to solve, you know, a, a major, a major pain point. Um, and so we spend a lot of time talking to product owners, talking to strategic partnerships folks, biz dev folks, and uh, and executives are kind of the three major stakeholders to really help them understand uh, how this is going to be beneficial. And, and we have some good examples that we can point to. So the conversations are easier today than they might have been, uh, you know, maybe five or six years ago. But it still is taking a little bit of that, you know, leap of faith to know, okay by doing this work, I am going to unlock value. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that, you know, my users are, are spending more time on our platform. They're not leaving to go off and go into other workflows that they're going to, you know, increase uh, their, you know, campaign completion rates, their campaign performance rates, and they're ultimately going to have a, a better experience, which is going to make them a more loyal customer or more loyal user. Yeah, more professional, seamless, ready to go experience that they have to invest less resources in. I mean, to get the content to you guys have done all that hard work to have the 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 content that's going to make the impact. They can focus on what they do with their, you know, they do well with their business. Um, so yeah, no, definitely. So how so how as you know where you're at in this journey, how are your customers evolving? I what's the most uh, kind of stark stark way that their evolution or change once once you get them over that hump and you get them baked in how how, how do their needs or, or or what they're asking for as a partner change and evolve yeah it's a it's a great question i you know i thought i thought originally you were asking about kind of the evolution over time that we've seen and and i would i would just say briefly on that that i you know when we first started having these conversations a lot of folks were less familiar with with apis and you know, we're seeing more and more companies understand the value they've, you know, they, they've integrated APIs either internally or externally, and they're a lot more comfortable having those conversations. So we're doing less of, you know, explaining upfront. Um, in terms of, you know, how they've evolved once they get the API in, well, you know, once we have that one touch point, then all of a sudden the, you know, how we, we can expand the relationship very quickly. So we have a lot of partners that will start with image and they'll start with, maybe 
you know, a smaller subsection of our library. And then very quickly within, you know, a month, two months, three months, they'll say, well, how do we, how do we expand on this? We're getting a lot of great feedback from our users. They love it. Uh, so how do we add more? How do we add more content? How do we add different types of content? What are the other products and services that we can integrate into to, you know, to, to provide this to, to more users and increase the scope? So uh, it is kind of tough to get over that initial hump, but once we do, it's uh, it's kind of all downhill from there, and and it's really rewarding to see that evolution over time. So I know, I mean, I know Shutterstock is photos and videos, but what what else are you guys offering? That's kind of part of of this evolution of your platform, but also of of your consumers' needs. What what type other types of resources? Yep. So definitely evolving on the asset types. Uh, so images, footage, music. We have editorial content. Uh, we recently uh, purchased a company uh, called TurboSquid that does 3D content, so 3D models mm -hmm. and 2D versions of 3D models. Uh, we, we acquired a company called Amper that, that does uh, AI-generated music. So, you know, if you think about the platforms that we're integrated into, every time we add a new asset type, we can, you know, offer them more and more types of content for, for different needs. And then something like 3D, the world of partners that we can integrate into uh, does expand, but you know, in, beyond just content, right? We want to make sure that we're providing more value along that 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 customer journey and that value chain that I was talking about earlier. And so, you know, things like image editing, uh, footage editing, understanding the the workflow tools that our customers need, uh, and and then creating APIs, creating SDKs that will allow us to expose those offerings uh, to to customers. Um, that, that's the main the main focus area. I guess one more would be around, you know, and, and you kind of referenced this earlier, right? We're we're seeing into the workflows of a lot of these platforms, so we understand how our content is being used, who's using it, and sometimes you know it's the outcome of of that content. And so, if we can aggregate a lot of that information, we can be really smart about you know recommending the right content in the right place at the right time helping platforms get smarter about uh, and make smarter data-driven decisions around what content to offer to which customers. So uh, that's something that I'm really excited about because it kind of goes beyond just offering building blocks and saying, you know, here's an image of a puppy or here's an image of a hardware store and saying, you know, based on what you're trying to do and the outcomes that you're looking uh, to, to get, you know, use this image instead of that one and let's get smarter over time. Yeah, because your 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 campaigns running on Facebook in this way, and we have visibility into thousands of campaigns on Facebook in this way. And here's here's what what we've learned, kind of giving that intelligence back that you guys are accumulating along the way. That's huge. I mean, because that's I mean, I think of you know photos is the easiest, videos you know, and an upload. But because you guys have these other components, these other visibility points into people's workflows across all these platforms, you guys have, you know, a, a wealth of knowledge and wisdom about how that fits into to, to their workflows and, and what these campaigns and other things should look like. Yeah, that's, that's pretty powerful stuff. And I could see getting into 3D, you're just, you guys are widening the net. So speak a little bit about, you, you mentioned it briefly that you know, as far as how have customers evolved, they've gotten more API savvy. So how do you keep, how do you sell the, the concept of APIs to your partners and so that they 
continue not just consuming your APIs, but having APIs? How do you how do you make the sale that APIs are, are a critical part of their business? Is it just by demonstrating this value or? Yeah, I mean, we we show them what this looks like uh, in in platforms that we have, and uh, and you know we we share kind of some of the the outcomes. Right at the end of the day, these platforms are all looking to do more, right? So whether that's you know more customers or more you know ad dollars or more uh, unlock more creators on their platform to innovate and uh, and and build, right? No matter what the platform's goals are. They're, they're, they're always trying to do more. And so if we can show them how, you know, by, by integrating an API, by having more value on the platform, how that can unlock the, the outcomes they care about, then, you know, it, it's, uh, they, they, they get it, right? They understand that, you know, they, they do this work up front and then they're really just making the overall value of their platform much, much larger and much more expansive. Uh, and I think you touched on an excellent point earlier that it's, you know, when you're a platform, if you're if you're a print-on-demand company, right? You help uh, you help small businesses. So we work with a company called Gelato, uh, based in EMEA, and you know they're working with tons of small businesses to help unlock local printing. So they want to make sure that if you need to print, uh, you know, any any kind of of project, that you can have something that's local. It will be delivered quickly. Uh, an excellent company, right? And they're now creating an API program where they're, you know, offering their print services via API to anyone that wants to sign up. Uh, and so for them, you know, what their superpower, what they do incredibly well is, is unlocking the local printing for, for, for SMBs. Um, so for, for us with the partnership, you know, we're helping to check that box around content. They're never going to go out and be the best content company or, it wouldn't make sense for them to go out there and build up a library of, of you know, content to build this two-sided marketplace, but they can leverage all of the work that we've done, the API that we've built, the contributor community that we have, plug that in not only to their platform, but into their API. And now all of a sudden they have this you know, incredible uh, additional service that really complements what, what they're good at and, and just you know, enables their end users, those SMBs to to accomplish, you know, what, what they're looking for. So, uh, you know, it's, it's APIs all the way down, essentially, where you've got APIs plugged into APIs, plugged into APIs, but it's almost like Lego blocks that, you know, really allow folks to innovate, innovate quickly. And that, I mean, back to the API economy example, I would say that is the API economy there. It's, it's not that everyone builds an API and, and is the next Facebook. It's, everyone has an API and is able to plug themselves into this greater greater series of ecosystems that let them do what they do well, but then it plugs and plays with the rest of this, this all of this other world you're gonna need to, to bring in customers, to bring in business. And early on API management and doing APIs was like, well, you started doing it with API or with websites and affiliate programs and then mobile happened and you, you know, but now it's really, I mean, web and advertising and marketing campaigns these are all essential building blocks of businesses for everyone so talk to me about like the end-to-end -end nature of 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 the kind of building blocks you talked about and helping people not just run a facebook campaign or run something on their website but how does it help them do all of it as 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 one you know end-to-end -end motion what, what do you mean I don't, I don't i don't know well like so like talk to me about like so 
so am I, is it much faster for that small print company to be able to stand up their platform and do their offering and, and advertise and run campaigns, like do it all with your content or is, are they just focusing on one channel? Are they just focusing on you enabling theirs or are they using you for, for their advertising and marketing and enabling their business? Okay. I gotcha. Um, yeah. So there, there's definitely, there's definitely companies that we work with where they're leveraging our content or our offerings in a number of, of different ways. So, you know, imagine somebody builds their website on Wix and they're using Google slides yeah, or Microsoft that's... office and they're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, so if we're plugged into all of these different areas, then, you know, they're able to, to use our content across all of those different experiences. And, uh, you know, when we, when we talk about our enterprise customers, we, so far we've, we've talked a lot about what we call platform partnerships, which is, uh, you know, really accessing new users on other platforms. So finding folks that, that need our content, our technology, our tools, our services, uh, who, who are, are on other platforms, but we have a whole other you know, side of the business, which is really focused on enabling our existing customers. So, you know, if we have a, a customer like a Deloitte, for example, right They're they're going to use tons of tools, you know, day in and day out. So they might have a digital asset manager, they might have a content management system, they're going to create slides in, in some platform. And so in that example, we they, they might want to access our content via single sign on. And so we've done all of these integrations into those types of platforms, the dams, the CMSs, the SSOs, uh, you know, the productivity tools. And so as a company, you can access, you know, your, your one Shutterstock account across all of those different platforms. And, you know, you can license something in the dam that will ultimately end up in the CMS and you have, you know, all the metadata coming through and it's a much more automated streamlined workflow. And, uh, you know, just is, is a, uh, an incredible experience, right? You have, it's much easier to have more seats, to have more visibility, to, to just enable your, uh, your employees really to be able to leverage, you know, the, the benefits of Shutterstock as seamlessly as possible. Yeah, I think that's, that's really stretching the ecosystem model. I would say you got, you know, you've got Shutterstock's API ecosystem that you're trying to grow, but elevating to those platform partners where you guys are going to be a seamless part of their experience. But then that Venn diagram overlap with these other enterprise customers who may be using some of your platform partners may be doing direct integrations with the Shutterstock API, but probably not. You're just probably going to make their life easier using the tools they're already dependent on to make their enterprise organization work. Yep. So, yep. so across that spectrum, like what's the bright spot? What's, what's when it comes to your guys's roadmap where, you know, where, where, what gets you most excited to come to work every day, you know, right now when it comes to your roadmap? Uh, yeah. well, well, when it's what, what's most exciting. I mean, for me, it's the people, right. But about the roadmap, um, you know, I think, I, I mean, some of the things we were talking about around performance is, is really exciting for me, just the ability to help, you know, the end users make informed decisions about what content to use. We have, you know, over 300 million images on our platform, which, you know, is massive. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, what, the end users of any platform, what they really want, it's it's all about finding the right image. They don't need 300 million images at any given time. They need the right image in that moment to 
uh, you know, achieve the outcomes that they care about. And so the, the smarter that we can be about helping people find the right content and the more powerful the outcomes that we unlock, uh, it really is like a force multiplier for us in terms of the value that we're, that we're driving. We're not just saying, Hey, you need an image of, you know, a yoga studio. Here's 50,000 images. It's okay. You're targeting, you know, men between the ages of 24 and 35 and you're in this region, then, you know, this is the image or these are the five images that you should use in order to attract that audience. Um, and, you know, I think really in order to get there, you need a really powerful workflow experience. So people need to be able to create within your environment so that you can make those, those recommendations. So sort of the, the combination of workflow and, and performance and those performance recommendations is ultimately what, uh, what, what gets me the most excited, you know, because all of that applies to all of the different assets. So every time we add a new asset, we add 3D workflow and, and performance can be applied there. Yeah, I think that, you know, people think your business, they see what you do, oh, they're an image catalog. Well, I can I can Google for images or I can, you know, buy into any stock photos. But understanding that value add on top of it and all that work and intelligence that goes into your APIs, it's not just an image or a video API. It's got that that performance that's going to lead you to and save you time. I mean, it's going to increase productivity across your organization to not, A, not have to go find photos, deal with licensing, deal with all the things, but then have it help you navigate through, as you said, thousands or hundreds of thousands of photos and find just the right one. Can you talk anything about anything in that area? What do you guys, how do you see the, the AI ML space when it comes to this type of performance? Totally. Yeah. And I don't know how, how much I can get into, right. But I, uh, you know, in, in general, computer vision is, is, you know, really hot area. And, uh, you know, there, there's certainly algorithms that we're, we're building on the back end to be able to make these recommendations. Uh, you think about, you know, we have these 300 million images, we have a ton of data around these images, you know, so we have an average of 30 metadata tags for every image about, you know, what's in the actual, actual image. And then, we have a ton of, of search data for intent of what people are looking for. And so there, there's ways that we can combine that with other libraries of, of data around you know, performance and, and around uh, you know, things like, like almost like uniqueness or, or an aesthetic and put all that together uh, through you know, a team of computer vision engineers to build out algorithms that will help inform some of these areas. So what you know, what can we put, uh, how, what can we augment on to our content uh, as kind of enhanced metadata to, you know, uh, either either visibly or kind of behind the scenes to help make decisions. And then, oh, by the way, uh, anything that we build internally to help drive those engines can be put in an API, uh, can be exposed in an endpoint and can be, you know, can unlock similar value to, you know, a whole, a whole host of developers or other platforms as well. Interesting. So if, so say I'm a partner, say I'm, I'm my specialties in, in machine learning, are there opportunities for me to train on, on your content and then partner when it comes to some of those models? Or would you guys see that as, as a competitive threat? No, absolutely. We, we help, uh, we help companies train computer vision algorithms. And, uh, you know, that's, again, that is an area that is uh, expanding and becoming, you know, a uh, bigger and bigger uh, area of focus. And, 
then when we you know when we have models and we will the intent is to expose those models in some in some way because you know we're essentially applying it on our data set and our content library but then there's a whole you know host of other content that people are using uh, so for example in our in our editor right uh, or in any of our dam partners you know you might use a shutterstock image but you're going to combine that with your logo and you know maybe a few images that you have from your store or you know your your location and so if we can you know take the augmentation and the the algorithms that we've built for our own content uh, and then apply that to you know a, a user's own content whether it's uploaded you know to us or whether it's uh, you know hit, hits an api endpoint that's something that will you know significantly expand the scope of of what we're what we're doing right we're no longer talking about content licensing we're talking about you know building API endpoints to help augment, you know, any, anybody, any user's content. Yeah, no, that's powerful. I mean, again, touching the future of the API economy piece, because I feel like when you, when you train machine learning models a little bit that I've done, there's academic uh, video and image sets out there, but you guys have the content, the catalog of these that are more, the heartbeat of the actual real world. Like I think an academic image or video set may be comprehensive to a certain degree, but it's of a limited time period collection. It's not like a living, breathing collection like you guys have. So as far as training model, I mean, these are images that are actively used in a Facebook campaign or an advertising campaign. So I think the richness in the potential of training iteratively training the next generation of, of models on this is pretty it's pretty powerful for i think keeping up with what the demands are and actually what the virtual world is around us so that's that's good that you guys are open to, to partnering in that because i see a lot of i think a lot of opportunity for folks to come in and add on layers and then partner with you guys to uh to make it so i like that um yeah, just, just just on that point i mean i think the there are definitely data sets that are out there and a lot of a lot of companies, a lot of institutions are training on that. And we've seen, you know, some some pretty significant uh, concerns around around those data sets, especially when we talk about diversity and inclusion. Right. There's a lot of the images yeah. are you know, essentially white men. And then when you're trying to apply those algorithms uh, outside, uh, you know, that area, there, there can be some some major issues. And so. You know, there's there's definitely an opportunity uh, around diversity and inclusion where you know, we have a, a very diverse set of, of content, and uh, you know, we, we find that that's that's an area where we, we really like to focus because ultimately we want you know these algorithms to be more accurate. Uh, I'm gonna keep pushing. You know, this show breaking changes is 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 API, so of course it's technical, but I'm gonna keep pushing on the. Uh, business leadership, kind of why APIs matter at the business level. That's where we're going to go. And I'm going to be bringing on other companies, um, and, you know, trying to leading brands, similar caliber as Shutterstock. What are, what are some of these areas that we've talked about from API management and freemium, the monetization value exchange to the, you know, machine learning that, I could add, you know, I'm, I'm going to get you to do my homework for me and help me craft my questions. So if I have to craft questions for, say, I get Twitter or get any other, you know, Wix or other 
what sort of questions, what, what do you, what would you want to learn from, from them about their operations that would help you in your operations? Totally. I mean, I, I'm always interested in understanding how people structure teams around, around APIs, especially from a business perspective. I mean, you can have a developer platform team that is in charge of your, uh, you know, your, your developer site and, and building out the, the APIs and the technology, but then who is actually, you know, involved from a business perspective, uh, from a strategy perspective and, you know, and how does that relate to the outcomes that you're, you're trying to drive? If it, you know, and, and what I mean by that is if ultimately your goals for an API are to, you know, increase the, uh, you know, the, the reach of, of your, your platform. And so you're not, maybe it's not about monetization. It's about, you know, getting, opening up your platform. So, so allowing folks, if it's Twitter, right. Allowing folks to, to have access to certain content that's on your platform. Well, then how does that ultimately drive the, uh, you know, the, the structure of the team versus if you're really looking for monetization and you're trying to drive direct revenue from net new customers, what does that look like versus maybe a third category of indirect revenue where you're supporting your existing customers, you're making them mm -hmm. stickier, you're, you're helping them, uh, you know, uh, all, all the things we were talking about earlier, right? Just improving their workflow, uh, saving them time, that, that kind of thing. And I, I would imagine that the answer, I think on the tech, on the tech and the product side, I, my hypothesis would be that it's similar across use cases. But when it comes to the business side, I would imagine that, you know, based on those goals, the setup could look very, very different. And, you know, that's, I, I think as an executive, right, that might be difficult to navigate. So it's almost like, you need to you need to determine and understand what your outcomes are for your APIs before you think about uh, how you structure the team. Yeah, no, and I think that's one of the big uh, failures I see a lot of companies make in the last decade when it comes to API public APIs and API management is they really didn't have a handle on a lot of the nuance that I think you guys had already. You guys had a handle on the licensing and ownership of your content. I think before you like cracked open the APIs, you know, I think not everyone thought about all of that or, th and, or were too worried and didn't do it because they were worried about cannibalizing their core business model. So it's definitely one of the areas I'm going to be poking at a lot of companies is trying to understand more about the, the nuance of those direct revenue opportunities, those indirect ones you talked about, but also the, the, the intelligence and, and the added value that, you know, incrementally operating um, will will bring you, and, and then how does that feed into the machine learning models and stuff like that? I think is relevant. I I think the other area that I'm going to be like poking at people is the notion of public and versus private. You know, and partner APIs is trying to get more honest about and and understand people's views on what is public, what is like being a public API operator. Because I know companies like Pinterest struggled with that for a while because they were watching Twitter uh, have challenges. So how do you, how do you do you guys view yourself as a public API operator or is this just you guys you know APIs are essential to your business development? You know how do you guys see yourself? Definitely as a public API. I mean, there's there's endpoints that we don't expose and and you know we have to be uh, whitelisted for right. So it's not. We have tiers and, and, you know, we, we get people on based on calls and things like that. Uh, but, you know, ultimately it's, it's a public API. We want people to be building new projects. Uh, I love when, you know, we, we find an app that 
is using the API in a new way because it starts to get the creative juices flowing and you say, okay, well, you know, this is, this is one company using it in this way. Uh, you know, how can we expand on that? How could we, is, is this an area where we can double down on? And so, you know, I think having, I mean, of course there's risks with having things public and, and you have to figure out what do you want to expose and, and, you know, where, where are those, uh, kind of thresholds, right. Which we were talking about earlier, right. Of I think it is a bit of, uh, trial and error to understand, but, you know, in general, to me, the having things be public is is just a, a much bigger opportunity, or not I don't know about bigger than private, but it's a big opportunity because you never know what people are going to build, and oftentimes you can find you know a really significant opportunity that uh, you know you I mean developers are are incredible, and we've had some some pretty amazing uh, you know apps that have been built over the years. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, it sounds like you guys are much more outward focus and, and uh, looking for those opportunities. I think everyone wants them, but they're a little nervous about what people are going to build. And I would say from what I've gathered and, wa and watched uh, of Shutterstock so far, that uh, API management, that embrace of API management is really key to be that com being comfortable in, in having a public API. It's not just about security. It's about that that visibility and awareness you spoke of, of how people are using your API. So you can strike that balance between, you know, giving access, but not losing control and allowing you guys to, to keep iterating on your business model. But I think the, the key piece is you guys have that empathy. You guys genuinely care about what your customers want to do in their business workflows, but you guys are, seem very curious at learning from that too and evolving and accessing that. And I think that's, that's a, a characteristic I don't see in a lot of enterprise or, or they're not ready. They want to do that, but they, they're just not quite ready to go there when it comes to uh, out in the open being public with their APIs. So what do you think the the challenge is? I'm going to see, you've been asking me all the questions. I'm going to ask you a question. What, yeah, what, no, what, ask what, away. <laughs> what are, I mean, in, in that example, like what, uh, generally why, why do you think that is? Um, I mean, it's, it's the unknown unknowns of what could happen. You know, um, it's, it, it's from not having a full handle on security, I think, and really, and worrying that there's some holes and, and ways people are going to be able to exploit that you don't see. Um, so I, I would say, but I would say it's the biggest one is the, the visibility of the API management has been kept in a technical group and it's not shared or implemented or, or, or op operated by business stakeholders who could then create the reports and the dashboards and, and the feedback loop with that awareness and that visibility that you talked about at the API management layer. So if it's kept silo within a technical group, it's not gonna, it's not gonna have the alignment with business goals, business objectives. It's not gonna be uh, reporting and, and making people feel warm and fuzzy about what's going on here. It's, it's kept off in a distance. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I guess, I guess maybe people don't even understand the level of flexibility and, and control that they could ultimately have over, you know, expose this component, but don't expose this or allow someone to use this, but only up to, you know, X number of calls per, per minute, per hour, per month, right, per day. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think knowing that 
that you can have such control uh, gives comfort that that you know you can introduce things gradually and if if it's something is being used in a way that you don't want you can you can pull back on that and we've had i mean i mean we've had experiences over the years where you know because of uh content you know because of the way it's been integrated someone's been able to access content or things like that and we've had to you know we've had to work through that with partners and figure out how we can you know how do we change the integration so that content is not uh, downloadable for example right so we don't going back to your point about cannibalization most of our partnerships we don't allow people to actually download content or the raw asset from our experience but uh, sometimes you know there there are ways to make that happen and so working with partners to to really make sure to identify it quickly and then and then fix it um, is, is kind of crucial you you learn and you adapt i mean that's the core of api management and i'm always until you understand those building blocks and apply them the the rate limits the service composition and you feel that you have control at this access layer i don't think you're going to you're going to become you're going to achieve the adaptability that you guys are realizing with your your it as a biz dev partnership tool and i've you know i've done this with groups where you know, they, they have their API and they're like, well, our biggest consumers, our APIs are like internal groups and other other divisions within our, our enterprise organization. And so we don't need the billing and, and rate limiting. We're not charging people for access. I'm like, well, do you print out the invoice and send them, you know, their, their usage every month to show them that the value exchange between your department and, and their department? Do you have a report to show that hey, these five orgs depend on us for these resources and here's their consumption. And they're like, no, we thought it was just about selling APIs to the public. And I'm like, well, these are, you know, the indirect value exchange that that occurs. So I just really feel like the 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 story that vent, API management vendors have told the build it, they will come, you know, sell your API has done more harm than it's done good. And it's turned people off from the journey that I think you 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 all have been on to understand and and get control of those knobs and levers so that you got you're confident to go well we're going to put this new resource out there that our competitors could pro totally reverse engineer but you know what we know which of our users are our competitors because we have our finger on our pulse and we know who our partners and consumers are so there's a there's a comfort level I think that you guys have achieved that that I don't always see so Yep. Yep. Um, so let's, so, you know, let's kind of move out of the business, I would say, and more into the, like, what's your favorite part of doing all this? Why, you know, what, what, why APIs? Oh, I mean, uh, so, so building the, this business has, has, you know, felt like building uh, a startup within, within Shutterstock. I mean, we, you know, at, at one point in time, the team was two people. Uh, we, like I said, we didn't have dedicated engineers and, and now the team's about 75 folks. Uh, we're all over the world. It's one of the fastest growing parts of the company. So that's incredibly energizing and, uh, and, and fun. And, and as far as, you know, APIs are concerned, I mean, I, I love the fact that we're embedding into, to these other workflows and that, you know, it's really more of a, of a consultative conversation. So when I, uh, when I get on the phone with partners and and uh, I don't I don't have as many external conversations as I as I used to, but when I get on the, those those calls, it's you know it really feels like you're 
in it together, right? You're in, you're kind of in the trenches and saying, okay, we're, you know, we've seen this problem before. We've, we, we have these 8,000 integrations. We know that there's value that we can drive. So let's understand, like, is this something that's going to be relevant for a product that you have right now? Is it relevant for a product that you're launching? You know, what are your users telling you? And just really getting into the weeds around, you know, what, how they see their business. And I mean, I, I started my career as a consultant. So I'm very, uh, very used to, you know, going into a business, learning about, you know, the way they see the world, who, what their pain points are, what their, who their customers are, and helping and sit side by side to, to come up with a solution. And with APIs, I feel like I'm able to do that. Uh, but I'm not, you know, it, it's not me parachuting into companies to help them from a consulting perspective. It's, it's really building out this business at Shutterstock, but still being able to scratch that itch of, of going and, and sitting, you know, side by side with a Facebook or a Google or, or a Gelato or a Wix and, and really understanding who their customers are and what they're trying to accomplish. So I, I love having those conversations. Well, and this is what I don't understand about APS because I've been evangelizing for the last decade solid. I'm on airplanes. Well, in the before times I was on airplanes um, and people, you know, who might know what they are, you know, when they ask, what do I do? I'm like, well, I, I'm API evangelist. And they're like, oh yeah, I know what APIs are, but they're business users. There's this perception that doing APIs is, a, is an IT technical game, but everything you just described, it's, it, it sounds more about the business of it than than just the actual hacking and coding and all the the technical things. So, how do we get more people like you, you know, seeing seeing that it's about the business of APIs? Yeah, I, I mean, I you know, I think it's already sort of happening in the sense that people are are seeing the power of of APIs, but it, it, we want it to happen faster. And and so, I just think a lot of people. I think you hit the nail on the head earlier where people hear API and they think technical and it's actually, you know, it's interesting. I mean, we have, we have internal tech teams at Shutterstock. We have internal enterprise sales teams. When I talk to our enterprise sales teams, they see me and my team as technical. So they think that we're engineers, developers, facilitators of, of technology. And then when I talk to our product teams and our engineers, they call us sales. And we were kind of sitting at the intersection of, of both of those areas where you know, we need to be, I mean, I can't code, I'm, I'm not a product owner, product manager, but we need to be able to have conversations with engineers and product managers and need to be able to think about technology and, and you know, what the trade-offs are, what the pain points are, and then also be able to have conversations on, on the business side. Uh, but, you know, I, I think really just getting it out there for business folks to understand the leverage that APIs can unlock when, when they start to understand what it can do for their business. I mean, literally any, you know, any, any company, their customers are using platforms. They just are. And so understanding what those platforms are and really understanding just the breadth and depth of those platforms. I mean, you can, you can whiteboard it out, you know, write the, write down the top 10, 20 platforms that your customers are using. And you'll find that those platforms have way more users and, 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 you know, and engagement. And so being able to partner with them and, and integrate using APIs will really just unlock that value. And I think once executives, once, you know, the, the revenue folks understand the network effects that come from an API program and, and the reach and the scale, uh, and, and, and ultimately the, I mean, it might not be revenue, right? I talk a lot about revenue, but it could be, 
engagement. It could be number of users. There's whatever the KPI is, whatever you're trying to increase uh, as, as a company, you can do that via the power of public APIs. Yeah, I mean, you summed it up well. I think, I mean, the control it gives you over your business and that that agility, that that nimbleness that you want to be able to have that you spoke of earlier when it comes to, you know, fending off competitors, like everyone wants that. They want to move quick. They want to be able to adapt. And once they see APIs as that ability to redefine your business, not your IT, not your databases, not your, I mean, sure you're doing that, but you're, you're, you're carving up. And I, and, and again, I think us as developers kind of co-opt and own this like microservices, you know, microservices is more about people and organizations and line and doing business and breaking down business than it ever is about the scope of the API and, and, and all of that. Cause you know, and, but for some reason, it's still not business users have trouble getting, getting, getting a handle on it. And so I, I, you know, it makes me happy to see, you know, how you're, how you articulate it, but how you're seen across your different groups. Um, what, you know, what would you say is, is the thing you've learned from all of this that you would share with other people looking to get it and get in the API game and like, and get it, do it at the level that you are. What, what have you learned along the way? That's like the, the, you know, the best piece of advice that you could pass along. Oh man. Uh, the best piece of advice or any, any nickel and dime advice, anything that, you know, think back to when you first got this job, like what you didn't know, what you didn't see, what, uh, anything you could share. Yeah. I, I think it, it takes longer, you know, than, than you might think initially to set, set things up. Right. So there's, you, you do need to get those integrations set up up front. And so it, it does require the legwork up front. But once you've unlocked those platforms, I mean, we have, you know, we have massive integrations that we did seven, eight years ago that have just scaled up tremendously in, in that timeframe. And so, you know, when we've grown as, as they've grown. And so, you know, it's, I think it's really, I would say an essential team for any business to build around around APIs because you know you you need to get started now to unlock those the, the, that value but it is a snowball effect and it will just uh, you know really uh, unlock the, the the value I mean I keep keep going back to that it's it's you know it really is kind of um, such a sticky integration that once you've established those those relationships it only grows it only gets bigger and it only expands uh, and and it's, it has a compounding effect. So the more of these that you're doing, the, the better. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, I was going to say, because I, I, you know, I came to Shutterstock to do business development. I didn't even necessarily know that I was going to be focused on APIs. And so when I look back, uh, you know, I'd worked with APIs previously, but the, I think the key moment for me was just understanding, you know, wow, like we have, you know, a handful of these really powerful integrations. It is, you know, the, the experience before we did the integration, there were these major pain points. People were, were leaving. They were never coming back. They were stealing content, right? It was this awful experience for the end user, awful experience for the platform. And by, by having this integration, we were able to just drive the business, such business outcomes for the platform. And, you know, we'd have these end users coming to us and saying, 
hey, I just found your image on, on you know, this platform and now I want it and this is amazing and I want to be a Shutterstock customer and, and you know, hey, this, this campaign was so much better. And so, you know, you, we were getting these real, real kind of case studies from the partners and from those end users. And, you know, it just became apparent that we had to build this thing out and, and really turn it into, you know, a, a, a real business unit at the company. That seems like kind of the difference between or the separation between being a platform, because as you described it, a platform could operate with bad experiences and and not not be optimal and not so. But still, it's holding up something. It's it's a platform for something to be built on. Not so great experiences, but and that in an ecosystem, because you you have in your integrations with your partners and being out there on other platforms, bringing customers to you having that visibility out there, having people finding you become customers, but also people find and build and augment and come use your API because they saw you on one of your partner. That's an ecosystem because you're, it's, it's active, it's alive. There's, it's not just that it's revenue. It's, it's people are feeding into it, plugging into it, extending it, the reach of it. And that I feel like is, is the key piece, key, key difference between just being a platform and it's getting easier and easier to be a platform. I think APIs are essential to go to turn a platform into an ecosystem or uh, be a welcome part of other ecosystems as well as building your own ecosystem. Would you feel that's fair, a fair assumption? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause that's, that's really what I want to get across. And what, when I heard, first heard you talk about, the reach of the APIs because I'm so tired of telling the the build it they will come API story like create an API and and people build apps like that ecosystem play that that you guys have achieved and and I also got tired I've gotten tired of con- people in the content space locking up value and being really nervous about APIs because it's a threat to them and so you guys kind of checked uh, several of the boxes for me that made this you know a show that I wanted to do with you to tell or a story I wanted to tell is, is you guys are kind of fearless out there. I mean, acknowledging there's issues in, in API management and, and helps you guys mitigate this, but really kind of taking it to the next level and wanting to, to, to grow. Um, so I'm going to try to, you know, kind of in our, in our conversations, I'm going to try to find, I'm going to try to bring other platforms that you guys that are partners of yours, and, you know, and maybe not some and and then try to cross pollinate, I would say, some of the questions and take some of what, you know, what what you'd like to learn and ask Twitter and ask others and see, because I think there's a that that ecosystem, we we can reinforce it and, and grow that ecosystem, that wider ecosystem play in the API community in the next decade. I think there's what I said about the API economy and the kind of how the sharing economy, I think, are overall digital experience can be uh, can be realized kind of, you know, using you guys as a model. So I don't have a question in there. I was just kind of showcase, you know, talking about you guys. So Totally. And, and that, I mean, maybe that's a better piece of advice to give out, right. Of, of like, if, if, if you build it, they will not necessarily come. And so mm-hmm. you, you, you know, companies need to build dedicated business teams to focus on APIs and extensibility, because this is only going to become a bigger and more important aspect of every company. As every company builds out an API program, app ecosystems, you know, people are expecting, you know, end users are expecting 
uh, faster, more streamlined experiences. They're you know expecting instantaneous access to anything that they have. And if you know, it's not just in an order qualifier, right? It's not just like a, something that you need to have in order to uh, you know check the box and, and table stakes. It's it's an order winner. It's something that will actually get you out there and 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 winning business, winning deals that you wouldn't have otherwise had. So I I would expect you know pretty much every company over the next 10 years to have whether it's an API team, business team, extensibility team, however you want to frame it and call it if it's platform solutions. I I've seen I've seen uh more and more platform solutions teams popping up which has been uh fun to see but uh you know in general I think that's going to be the future because you you're, you're really going to need it and it it does unlock such network effects. So um and you know and we'll we'll yeah yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, I think that's a that's probably a good place to kind of wrap things up. I think today, but um, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I will say I'm excited when you have other guests on. I'm curious to hear their answers to some of these questions, and uh, maybe I'll have to pop back in and and uh, you know we can, we can see how things have have changed over time. No, I really, so I'm really going to go for that as far as this, like, so when I'm done, you know, when we're done with this, this episode, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to take notes and I don't watch my own videos. So like I cringe watching myself talk. So I'm going to get over that hump (laughs) and, and take notes. And then I'm going to really be connecting the dots because I would say similar to how you guys have created the, the, the visibility, created this platform create, you know, saw the value of platform partners and, and the importance of these relationships and and how it's it's created visibility for you as far as your API and your business. I want to do that with this show, you know, so I really want to start an ecosystem play for a show. I want to go out and figure out, okay, you know, I'm going to try, you know, we're going to get Twitter on here, talk about their business model. I'm going to, you know, get others and and then we'll see where we go. I may revisit in six months and, and want to talk to you again and go, okay, here's what I learned and here's what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts on this? And so I, I'll, I'll definitely be knocking on your door. And then as, as me and your team have talked, you know, I would love to figure out what other stories we can pull out of this because I just, I don't feel like this story's done as far as the, the business of Shutterstocks. Um, you know, I think, that ex- digital experience that you guys are enabling across platforms using APIs, I think we're just kind of revving up on that. And what you touched on with going beyond images and video into 3D content, what we talked about with with machine learning and that kind of um, intelligence and helping people and enabling it end to end across websites and advertising and social campaigns, as well as your core products and things like that. That's the API economy stuff that I think like entirely new businesses are going to be possible because of that kind of enablement in the next decade. So I feel like I'm going to have you back in nine or 10 months and we're going to, you know, a year and see how I've connected the dots with other providers. So I'm going to go through your guys' partner page. And so similar how I built this first episode on our initial, our earlier conversations, I think I'm going to keep mining this and see what we can we can connect. So if you have any other ideas, make sure and bring them back and and we'll have a conversation. Well, I'm looking forward to the uh, breaking changes uh, in person summit when when that can come back and 
you know, a year from now when you have all of these API leaders, get them all in, in a room and, uh, and have these conversations face to face. Okay. But you're going to have to open up with the first keynote since you were the first episode too. Okay. I, I will gladly do so. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, we're going to do that. Let's, uh, let's, let's make that happen. Well, Alex, hey, this was a great way to, I would say exactly the tone that I wanted to start the show out on. I couldn't have think of a better guest and a better platform and, and kind of ecosystem to think about. So I really appreciate you joining. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was, uh, this was a lot of fun and, uh, you asked, you asked great questions and you get even just kind of have talking about this. I'm, I'm thinking through things in, in, you know, new ways and, and, uh, I'm very curious to see some of these new guests and, and kind of get their take as well, get their perspective. Great. Well, thank you. 